Why should I be frightened of dying? There's no reason for it. You better go sometimes. Hello, welcome to the Sam Reed's Near Death Experiences podcast. Thank you very much for listening today. Every now and then I will browse through the recently posted NDE accounts on the Near Death Experience Research Foundation website, which is where I usually find these stories. And I found one that I thought was interesting and might be worth sharing, especially as I'm trying to and wanting to read some near-death experiences more often on this podcast. The imagery and the way that this woman attempts to describe her experience really stood out to me and I thought was fascinating and so thought I might read it on the podcast. And just as a quick disclaimer, I want to re-emphasize that whenever I'm reading these NDEs or similar stories, I'm doing so in an objective way and not attempting to proselytize or put one belief system over another. I'm merely looking at someone's inner experience as objectively as possible and an interest of seeing what presents itself to the individual as a picture of the afterlife. The near-death experience happens to the person. They don't necessarily choose what they see. You'll even see in this story that there's a moment where Charlene, who's having the experience, meets a being that she wishes was her Mimi, as she calls her. But it is unclear whether it actually is. And so that illustrates just the objective nature of the experience solely to the individual who has it, that the person who has an NDE can't change or alter the imagery even if they wanted to. So ultimately we can consider this a survey of the images of the afterlife which emerge out of the human psyche, and that is not a comment on their reality or their concreteness, it's just that is, the medium in which these experiences occur. This NDE happened in October of 2020, so it is relatively recent, and it came about from a bad case of COVID that this woman, Charlene, had. I found this story on the NDERF.org website, as previously mentioned, and I will post a link to this story in the show notes for this episode if you wanted to read through it yourself. So without any further ado, I think we will get right into it. This is Charlene's near-death experience. Quote, In October of 2020, I caught COVID. I caught it from taking care of my husband who had it, who caught it from taking care of his father who had it. His father ended up in the hospital and passed away. My husband ended up in the hospital and almost passed away. I am so thankful that he didn't. But on this particular day, I was feeling very weak and sick and was lying on the bed, feeling like I was passing out. 
I felt myself slipping away and thought to myself that if I'm feeling this bad, then my husband, who was in the den and was sicker than I was, could be feeling worse and may have even passed away. So I went to get up off the bed. But when I did, my feet didn't touch the floor. I started walking, but my feet were not touching the floor. This was so confusing to me that I kept walking, and a voice or words were spoken to me somehow from behind me, right behind my right shoulder. They said, quote, It's the prayers of the saints holding you up. I know this doesn't make sense now, but I started repeating this because at the time it made sense. I walked around the corner from my bedroom, and it was as though my right eye peeled back and I was able to see into this other place, this other world, this other realm, bathed in this glorious light. I now know that this was more of a curtain or veil, and not my actual eye peeling back, but at the time it seemed like my right eye was peeling back, and I was slowly able to see through the walls in my house. Where there were once walls, there were now these beans, and I could see with my left eye. In real life, I can't see with my left eye. I have blindness in that eye. But I could see these two ugly creatures to my left, crouched down in the darkness, where there was once a bench up against a wall. They were crouching and turned to the right, looking at someone behind me. They were so ugly, and their skin was like reptilian and amphibian and dark in color. They had legs and arms and long fingernails and long teeth, but I really didn't look at them too long. I turned to my right, and there was this being, this angel protector, right there. He was looking down at me. He was very big, tall, taller than the roof of my house, but the roof of my house was not there anymore. He was a warrior and there were four more like him behind him where the wall of my house should have been. He had a helmet on. The helmet was fitted to his head and a beautiful brownish bronze color. His eyes were very caring the way they were looking at me. He was saying, Are you okay? You're okay. We're making sure you're okay. Words like that were said to me somehow without him actually speaking them. They were awesome, these angels. The way they stood there. They didn't have swords drawn, and I didn't see wings, but they were wearing beautiful armor that looked perfect and royal, and the way they stood, they were not afraid of anything, and they were not angry either. But they sure were keeping those ugly creatures from hurting me and my family. They didn't even have to look at those creatures and those creatures were all just crouching and snarling and not able to move. The creatures were in the shadows, still in the darkness. The angel closest to me, the one that had been at my right shoulder the whole time, made close eye contact with me at one time, and there was this joy in his eyes and almost a playfulness. It was like he knew me. He was youthful but very strong and I could tell just by looking at him that he belonged to the king. But what was over everything, and what I can't stop thinking about, 
is the light. It is the most beautiful light I have ever seen, white and golden at the same time, clear and iridescent, like looking through a dragonfly's wing, pure and holy and perfect. The light was alive, and it was love, and it was loving, and I wanted to dwell in it forever. And the light is called glory. It is Heavenly Father. He is the Father of glory. And this light is right there, right through the veil. Open the curtain and slip inside, and it's all around. But I can't slip through that curtain anymore like I did on that day. So I search for this light always, in the sunrises and sunsets, in the sun showers, in plays of light on water. I chase the light, and I'm a bit obsessed by it. But I know it's there, even if I can't see it like I did on that day. And there was this large group of people. I was told they were saints, and they were my heart family waiting for me. And they were all in the light. And it was so lovely. They were all wearing these long robes of pure, fine linen. I touched the linen from one of them, and it was not too heavy and not too light, and the light was all in it. The robes were not masculine and not feminine, but royal-like, perfect, heavenly, and they were special people because they were wearing the robes, or the robes showed that they were special people. I may not be explaining it right. There was this one young woman that came up to me at one point. She was smaller than I was, and she had soft, light brown curls. Her hands were so familiar, but they were younger than my Mimi's. I wanted it to be my Mimi. She was my favorite person in the whole world at one time in my life. She touched my forehead very lightly, and I felt love. Maybe it was her. I really want it to be her, but I just don't know. But those people that were there, they were all standing there watching. They were standing, perfectly spaced, not equally spaced, but perfectly spaced. Some were in twos and some single, but they were not grouped together like we would be here. It was spaced so they could easily see what was happening. They were peacefully watching, and they all knew me and loved me, but I didn't stop and stay long enough to see them and look at their faces. I wish I would have stayed. I wish I would have looked. But I was so worried about my husband that I didn't stay or linger. But there are still so many things, so many events stacked up on top of each other. Events and images that I am still sifting through because there was no time there, not like there is here. It wasn't chronological. It's so hard to explain. So many things are still jumbled up. So many things that happened and I'm still trying to sift through and make sense. Colors that I've never seen that I'm trying to find here but I can't. I try to draw or paint what I saw but it's so inadequate and does not even come close. There was this tree in the distance that seemed so far away, but I knew that I wanted to go to that tree. I felt that Jesus was there, and I needed to see him and talk to him. 
I don't remember walking to the tree, but I remember being at the tree. Jesus was big, and I was child-sized compared to him. He was in front of the tree, sitting, and I was standing in front of him. He was holding my hands. I was telling him so many things, but I can't remember all of the things I was telling him. He was telling me that it was okay. I remember him making it all okay. He loves me. He sees me as his little child. I'm 52 years old, and he sees me as a little child. And I am now having a difficult time looking at myself as a 52-year-old woman. I now see myself as a young girl because Heavenly Father and Jesus see me as a little child. They see all of us as little children. We are so hard on ourselves sometimes. Yes, there's evil in the world, but if we are in the light and we are loving, why are we so hard on ourselves? Just keep loving and keep being kind. Know that in the spirit realm you are light. You are walking in light, and that light is so bright. I saw that light. It was amazing and beautiful. I saw the shadows and the darkness too. It's there, but it's not so difficult to be walking in the light. And we have protectors and a cheering squad. I saw it and it was more real than this life. When I came back to this realm, everything was shadowy compared to the light in the other realm. It's more real there than it is here, but what we do here really matters. I remembered this experience so much easier and more vividly than the events around it, the things that happened before and after. I wish I could remember the exact day of the week and the exact time of day. I do remember it was night outside, but when I walked around the corner, there was light everywhere. People have asked me what color the angels were. Everything there was in the light. The light was flowing through everything. They were a pure color and a color of light, but they were not glowing. They resembled a man, but they were not humans. There was this one color that I am really hung up on and have been trying to find here, and the closest I have found is the color of aged olive wood that has been polished. Maybe also the color of aged bronze refined by fire but I'm not sure if that is just the color of their armor. Their armor was that color. Jesus was wearing a long white robe. It was kind of heavy and reached his feet. He was wearing sandals. They were interesting and I've never seen sandals like that before. They were beautifully made. He was wearing two types of sashes. One was a bright blue color and one was yellow. Everything was made in a fine material. Not fine as in thin, but fine as in richly made. Nothing was old. Everything was new and royal, fitting of a king. This experience has changed me. I am forever changed. I have seen the Father's glory. I have slipped through the veil, and I have seen another realm, which is right here alongside us all the time. We have angel protectors. We have a heart family. We have a king and heavenly father. But there's also darkness and shadows and evil and Satan's guys. 
I saw them too. They were no threat to me because I was in the light. I vacillate between wanting to tell everyone and not wanting to tell anyone. People look at me like I'm crazy. My family worries about me, but I am changed. I am forever changed. My hope is in heaven, and I'll never give that up because I've seen the light. I've seen the light, and I know who he is. End quote. Okay, so that was Charlene's near-death experience. I thought it was very fascinating and the imagery which she uses to try to capture the experience. You often hear people talking about how difficult it is to describe the things that happen in an NDE, and I certainly got a sense of that with this account. That gives them sort of a dreamlike quality, it seems, and as I've talked about in other places, NDEs and dreams are similar in that they both are not consciously created, but the imagery happens of its own accord to the individual. So her attempts to describe what was going on really struck me. The little phrases like, the robes made these beings special, or they were special because they were wearing robes, and I'm not sure if I'm explaining that right, or I'm hung up on these colors which I'm trying to find in real life, or trying to draw or capture in some way, but I can't manage to do it. Phrases like that uh, in the account really, really stood out to me as being indicative of how similar these experiences can be to dreams that often we have such difficulty finding the right words to describe what happens in the course of a dream or an inner experience. Even something as simple as when she was going to the tree to meet Jesus, she said, I don't remember how I got there. I don't remember walking there, but suddenly I was at this tree with Jesus. That is exactly what happens in dreams most of the time, that we drift from one place to another without knowing how we got there. So I found that aspect of this NDE very fascinating, but overall it was very meaningful and you could tell that she was pouring a lot of emotion and feeling into this particular story. And so I really wanted to share that with you all and as I said, I'm not trying to push forward a particular denomination or religion or belief, anything like that. I'm just looking at these experiences as objective phenomena, objective imagery. And at the end of the day, it is whatever you all take away from it that matters most. And ultimately, I just hope that it is meaningful and that it resonates with you in some way. So I think I will wrap up there until next time. We will be reading more NDEs here in the near future. But if you enjoyed this episode, please leave a five-star review on iTunes or whatever podcast platform that you use. So that really helps us out. And thank you very much for listening again. There will be more to come. Till next time. Bye.